All right, it's another Thursday. Welcome, everybody, to Menace Podman. I'm Scott Keller, along with Steve St. Pierre. It is week 17 of the NBA, and today was a very, very busy day, so we're probably just going to get right to it. Man, my head's spinning. Yeah, that was that was a lot. <laughs> that was way more than I expected to happen today, actually. So and maybe yeah. a lot of people, from what I read. And the big ones didn't even start today. The biggest exactly. ones all started yesterday and a couple days ago, but you know we'll get into that. But there were just a ton today. Just started pretty much around like eleven thirty, eleven forty-five, and it just went nonstop. Yeah, right up so, to the deadline. Yeah, I was gonna say there's only two real things I wanted to touch on real quick before we get into all the trades and stuff. But one was we just got to touch uh, LeBron regular season scoring leader yeah. happened the other night. I stayed up to watch it. Um, I, I guess it was kind of cool, but nothing super special. I wasn't so excited about it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, we talked a lot about it. It was cool, though, that they honored him and that Kareem was there and, you know, his whole family got to go out there. I mean, it's a pretty cool yeah. thing. You know, it's a big deal. Um, they'll obviously all remember it for the rest of their lives. And all of us NBA fans, you know, we'll cherish that moment. It's a big moment in history. So good for yeah. him. Um, funny that they couldn't win the game. Against the Thunder <laughs> at home. Yeah. National yeah. TV, everybody watching. Thunder, but are, Thunder are so weird. I was about <laughs> to say, credit to the Thunder. They're, you know, and we've talked about them too. They're a good young team. They've got a good core. And um, they're one of the many teams that made moves. So we'll be talking yeah. about them. Yeah, there were some other things. Obviously, we won't go into it, but Anthony Davis looked really weird in that game. I saw a lot of videos of him like not even watching LeBron take that shot and coming out yeah. like, the locker room or something. It's just weird stuff. He even looked weird when he was playing. So I'm curious. The Westbrook dynamic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. a lot of interesting stuff in that game, but whatever. Um, and also, just a pet peeve of mine, I hate that there's a regular season scoring leader and doesn't count playoff points, I, even though he is with playoff points. But uh, I, I think the – we make it count for MVP stuff. We say, oh, your team's got to be a winning team and you got to be, you know, like Jokic is the, the leader because he's on a winning team. But then we go to the like regular season scoring leader and the playoffs don't even count for that. That's kind of weird, but that's it just is me. weird. <laughs> it Anyways, is a little weird. Yeah. Other than that, um, as far as the picks are concerned, they're, they're rocking pretty well. Last week was awesome. Uh, yesterday was pretty good. Lots of green days. There was an even day, but we were able to make donations to the wounded warrior project and the Michael J Fox foundation the other day, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that um, was really cool. And I just love your transparency too. Just, you know, Hey, every day kind of, here's where we're at and you know, no excuses, no anything. Just, you know, if, if, if you're missing on any of them, it's, Hey, you know, it happens, happens to yeah. the best of us. Nope. Nope. Keep happens. It, keep it rolling. Yeah, but it's a lot of fun, so I enjoy doing it. I did cut out the recap thing at the beginning, so it got cut off like five minutes. got a little shorter, so it's easier just to listen to real quick and get some ideas. Now, let's do it. <laughs> let's roll through these <laughs> trades. Hopefully, we, we're we going to do the best week. Well, we're not going to do the best we can. We will keep this under an hour, guaranteed. <laughs> let's go. All right. All right. Where would you like to start? Um, Let's go ahead and start with the Kyrie trade. All right. Um, Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris to the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and multiple draft picks to the Brooklyn Nets. That is a huge deal for Dallas. We talked about how Luka needed help. He finally got some help. Um, you know, it's a gutsy move, gutsy trade to, you know, commit to Kyrie. They, you know, he's going to be a free agent this summer. 
who knows where his head's at and, you know, if he's going to be willing to commit to staying in Dallas long-term. So far, it sounds like he's happy with the trade. He's happy to be playing with Luka. Um, he made his debut, um, but unfortunately, Luka is still out. So, um, you know, we've yet to see them together. Yep. Uh, but we will hopefully real soon here. And when we do, um, they're going to be must-see TV, man. It's going to be a good fit. Um, yeah, I yeah. watched I watched that game, and he actually – I mean, obviously, he's just—I think he's just—he's just an amazing talent. It's, I don't know where he ranks as Absolutely. far as the NBA right now, and he just meshed right in there, even in that first game. Granted, without Lucas, so we don't know that how that works, but yeah. um, yeah, no, he looked like he had just had some chemistry already with the guys on the team. So. Yeah, and in terms of fantasy, he is the 11th ranked player on the season. Lucas nice. number 10, by the way, nice. <laughs> and that so that's per game. And I'll just read his stat line real quick. Um, 37 points. This was um, last night, February 8th. 37 minutes. He had 24 points, five assists, um, four rebounds, a steal, a block, four triples, shot 53% from the field, 100% from the line. So um, typical Kyrie. Looked fantastic. And, you know, again, when Luka comes back, the two of them together should really flow nicely. Um, they should really be able to help each other out and it makes Dallas that much more of a threat now. Yep. I know personally we had some friends that didn't really think the trade made sense and whatnot. I think it's a great trade. I don't think what they gave up, I don't think there were any uh, break in the bank. So why not take that risk? It's a no brainer move for Dallas. They needed to go out and get the best guy that they could. And, you know, they weren't going to probably be able to have enough to get like Kevin Durant. Um, who we'll talk to or talk about here shortly. I hope Um, we would talk to him. That would be sweet. (laughs) (laughs) That would be really cool. Um, Sorry for that tease. No. But, um, yeah, no, Kyrie was the best guy out there, and they went and got him, and we talked about how that's what they needed to do. And like you said, they didn't break the bank, so, you know. And then just from a personal standpoint, myself, I know I saw him actually, he was, I think it was the first game was that he, like, left – Dallas with the rest of the crowd or something like through the concourse of the stadium, just kind of, I don't know, kind of build a relationship with them already. He just, I know he doesn't, he didn't care for the ownership in Brooklyn. He didn't care for the way they were treating him. We don't know yeah. all the details of that or whatnot, but we know he has a very strong personality. He has some strong beliefs, especially about media and things like that. Yeah. And I just feel that, you know, he's, he's still going to perform. I don't think he's going to be that much of a distraction, especially in Dallas. And I think he's going to try and perform even better. I don't know if he can even perform better. He already was performing at a high level, even in Brooklyn. Um, and he talked about what getting them where they needed to be um, in a top four seed right now. So, I mean, yeah. Um, like we said, in terms of on the court production, you know, he just needs to keep doing what he's been doing and yeah. that's exactly what they need. You know, he'll only help. Yeah, I think so. they. I think Dallas will adapt, and I think the Mark Cuban stuff. I think that. I think it'll actually help them. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think that relationship will go okay. Yeah, but, and Jason Kidd too for yeah. coach. I think that's going to be a really good fit as well. So, um, yeah. they're still they they don't have enough depth in terms of bigs, and losing Dorian Finney Smith, I think, is going to go a little bit more under the radar than it probably should. Correct. Um, that he's a big part of their defense. And so I actually um, went out and grabbed uh, Maxi Kleba. He is um, injured right now. He's still got that hamstring issue. 
Um, but I'm stashing him on IL. I don't think he's going to have a ton of value when he comes back, but just because they don't really have a lot else now, um, he might be a guy that when he comes back and plays might have some value. And if it's, you know, if his minutes are kind of low or whatever, then you just cut him. But I'm hanging on to him just to kind of see how that shakes out. Yeah. As far as betting, um, I always took bets of rebounds against Dallas because they didn't really have anybody that great to rebound, especially when Christian Wood was out. Luckily he's returned. Um, I yeah. think he came off the bench right the other day, but um, that's like their biggest rebounder between him and Doncic. So, so yep. yeah, they they might miss somebody big, and they didn't make any other huge deals, did they? If I remember right. No, not Dallas. So yeah, yeah we got to kind of see what happens there. And you know, now we we kind of talked about it a little bit last week, but now we're going to start to see the guys that get bought out, the guys that get waived. Um, they have basically all through this month to be released from their current teams to make them eligible for playoff teams that they can sign with once they're released. So um, throughout the rest of this month, we'll see guys getting released, getting waived, bought out, whatever. And um, then they'll be eligible to sign with playoff teams. So I'm sure teams like Dallas are going to be watching for those type of guys and they'll, I'm sure, you know, be aggressive. So uh, should we get into the KD trade? Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. So, um, yeah. Uh, and, and we kind of said, you know, at this point, no Kyrie and Katie already had the trade requests at the, you know, at the beginning of the off season. So you knew something was kind of brewing there and Phoenix jumped in, you know, they have a new owner now. Shout out to Matt Ishbia, mm-hmm. former Spartan. <laughs> he just finished, you know, completing the purchase of the, of the Phoenix Suns and right away got the deal done. So Kevin Durant, and TJ Warren, um, yep, go to the Suns, and they gave up uh, Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, and four unprotected first round picks to the Nets. So that's a big gamble, but it's this was the move that we've been saying that they needed to make. Um, they just weren't going to go anywhere further than where they already were. We've yep. talked about it numerous times. They needed to make a big splash. They needed to get some more help for Booker for Chris Paul, for DeAndre Ayton. Kevin Durant was the perfect guy to go get. Uh, I love this trade for them. I think this is the, you know, put cash your chips in, you know, go all in. This is the move right here. So I, I love I the fit. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if it is, but it reminded me of when Kevin Durant went to Golden State. It kind of seemed like a similar, yeah. similar uh, team where they had yeah. those stars and they just added another guy. And yep. they went and that's one. a real good call. So. That's a real good comp. And again, Phoenix is going to be another team. They're going to be watching for those buyout guys. Those guys are going to become available and they'll pick up, you know, I'm sure guys that get released are going to want to look at Phoenix. I mean, great team, great weather. Yeah. I <laughs> should have I, a nice long playoff run. I mean, they'll I get gonna, guys. I was gonna say people dog Kevin Durant all the time for, you know, just joining winning teams and whatnot, but I, he can't help it, right? He's a really good player, and they want him well, on he, their team. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I don't know how much say he had in this, but he was traded this time, so this wasn't him signing with them. You yeah. Know, this, I'm sure there was some stuff in the works, but in I any did case, hear, I, mean, I think I read something today that said that Phoenix was the only team they were talking to or the only team in the running. I don't know how much truth there is to that, but. Well, either way, I think it's a great fit. I think it's a yeah. great fit for him. It's a great fit for the Suns organization, obviously. But I also think Brooklyn, and we'll, you know, they weren't done either. We'll go through some of the other moves that they made. Yeah. But I just, I, I like what 
what Brooklyn's doing. They're kind of just hitting the reset button and saying, let's get back to growing something organically versus doing this like super team, you know, oh, we're the big market in New York. So we need to just go and spend all of our money and get these guys that, you know, that mentality, that mindset, that approach just hasn't worked for them. They've tried it a couple times now. They made that trade, you know, the infamous deal back, you know, with the Boston Celtics when they got yeah. Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and all those guys. It didn't work out. And now yeah. this time, you know, they went out and spent all that money. They got KD, they got Kyrie, they got James Harden. Then they, yeah. you know, that didn't work. They they tried Ben Simmons now. That hasn't <laughs> gone real well. So, you know, I think they just kind of want to get back to, you know, getting guys that fit a certain mold and just bring a certain mentality. And like I said, just kind of grow it organically. And however long that takes, you know, I think they're going to just kind of commit to that approach. Yeah, I think I can't think of that many teams where it didn't work that way. You usually have to grow at least something, then add some superstars to it to make it a powerhouse. I guess one team that I can think off the top of my head would be the Miami Heat when they took uh, the big yeah. three and Bosch and Jack and well, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. They kind of threw all those guys together pretty yeah. quick. But, but other than that, I can't think of anything else. And even for them, it didn't work right away. It no, took a little no. bit of time. But yeah. what's ironic is Brooklyn had a thing going before they sold off and went for the big money guys in free agency. I mean, yep. they had guys like Levert. They had Dinwiddie before. He was part of that core group that was kind of establishing themselves as like an up-and-coming franchise that wound up attracting those guys. And so now I think they're kind of getting back to that. And, you know, so Dinwiddie goes back to Brooklyn and, you know, he's a good, he's a good fit for what they're trying to do right now. He's a solid player. Um, you know, he's got a good attitude and, and I think they'll, they'll bring some much needed positivity to that locker room. And, uh, and just kind of go from there. Like I said, however long it takes, if they're not a contender anymore, I think they're fine with that at this point. They just want to keep it growing and, and get back to establishing a true identity. Yeah, I, I think I saw just one thing before we get off the Durant and Kyrie train. Um, I saw what was it something on Twitter real quick, and it was it was it was another Photoshop picture, and it was Kyrie and Durant in both the Phoenix Suns uniform because I know Kyrie had some interest in Phoenix going there as well, and they're talking about in the off season. Maybe Kyrie signs with Phoenix and they get back together in Phoenix. And I was like, it's a possibility. I mean, we got to see what happens with Chris Paul, but you know, I also think there's a real good opportunity for Kyrie to maybe go to one of the LA teams, you know, but we'll have to see, you know, there are a lot of rumors, you know, we'll see how it all plays out. We got to see how the playoffs go. You know, I mean, if either, you know, Phoenix or Dallas winds up making it to like, say the finals, you got to figure there's a good chance. They just kind of keep it together and keep it going. But you know, let's see how it all plays out, and then, you know, we'll kind of reassess from there. And I'm sure this might be in your ads and whatnot, but shout-out to Cam Thomas. Yes. <laughs> guy's been a stud for Brooklyn as well. We're has, talking about and, Brooklyn. And great call. Cam Thomas is at the top of my ads list, yeah. and he's not really available. I mean, he's had multiple 40-point games. He's just kind of broken out. Yeah. I actually am not 100% sold on him moving forward, but – you can't deny the production that he's had in the yep. short term. And he's just a guy you got to kind of roll with until, you know, the wheels fall off. But and these we'll get trades, into that. these yeah. trades only help it. So, you know. yeah, no, I mean, it's a good opportunity for him, you know, keep it going and see how long it lasts. Um, 
I wanted to go into the uh, Westbrook, Mike Conley, yes. Angela Russell. Let's get that's the next biggest trade. Yep. Um, so we'll talk about that here. Russell Westbrook, Damian Jones, and Juan Toscano Anderson, along with a protected first round pick, go to the Utah Jazz. Um, the Timberwolves get Mike Conley, Nikhil Alexander Walker, and multiple second round picks. And then the Lakers got D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, and Malik Beasley. Um, yeah. And then it sounds like Westbrook is going to get waived. And it sounds like he's going to wind up with the LA Clippers, which I think is a good fit. I was actually kind of interested to see if the Clippers could put something together for Kyrie. Cause I thought that would have been a really good fit, but I think Westbrook would probably fit in well with the Clippers I think, too. I think Westbrook actually does fit in really well, especially with the, well, I'm sure we'll get to that too, but no John Wall gone now. Yep. Um, and Reggie Jackson gone as well. Yeah. And I think, so basically you're replacing those guys with him and that's a huge upgrade, I think at this point. Yeah. And so. uh, we talked about it last week. Kawhi Leonard specifically said he wanted an upgrade at that point guard position. So yeah. um, and they, I don't think there's any debate that they went yeah. out and did that. Uh, I almost got ahead of myself and they got somebody else, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it, uh, but yeah. let's, let's finish breaking down this deal. So um, yeah, I like the deal for um, the jazz, you know, just again, building assets you know they get you know another first round pick um so they're getting all those like long-term assets it's going to be a huge opportunity for colin sexton he is now like the main ball yep. handler for that team the main point guard so you know this was the opportunity he's been waiting for um i really like this trade for the timberwolves i, I like conley going there i think he's probably a better fit with Anthony Edwards and definitely with Rudy Gobert. I mean, those guys have chemistry from their Utah J uh, Utah days together. Yep. So um, yeah, I like that fit there. You know, Conley's a veteran. He's been around, obviously he had all those years with the Grizzlies, you know, he's had deep playoff runs. So he gives them that vet who's been there before and can kind of, you know, help with the young guys. And then I like D'Angelo Russell going back to the Lakers. I think that could be a good fit, you know, uh, decent shooter, to get you know to pair with lebron and anthony davis i like that fit there so um vanderbilt's a solid big guy off the bench mm -hmm. beasley's a great shooter he'll only help the lakers they need shooting so i like the trade all around i thought it was good you know pretty much for everybody yeah i think the lakers did a lot of good things and i think they did a obviously there's more things they did too keep thinking ahead because all these like mesh together it's like a replace one and put somebody else in there um yeah but yeah no the lakers to me like i mean before trade deadline before a week ago i was like and yeah, they might not even make the play in at this point yes they make the plan guaranteed yep so yep it's looking good yep um and then at this point man we can just kind of rip through them, the rest of the trades in order if you want and and as you mentioned though the jazz real quick um Danny Ainge is doing Danny Ainge things, right? He's he did the he same is. thing at Boston, correct? Um, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, they just they look great. Like I can't, I love. Obviously, we love Walker Kessler. We do. <laughs> he is in a great spot, and they have so many picks to build around and cap space and things like that. And the yeah. Utah Jazz are going to be a team to reckon with in just a not a few short years here. And Kessler, too, now um, in fantasy, he's all the way up to number 87 overall per game. So, I mean, last time we were looking at his rankings, he was inside the – he was like in the 100, like mid-100s. 
Yeah. So he, he is just skyrocketed. And now, you know, we talked about it last week. He's the uh, full-time starter in the middle rest of the way. He should be good to go. It's going inter- um, to be interesting to see where he drafts next year. And Oh, uh, he's going to be high up there. Yeah. Real high. It's going to be great. I'd probably say no lower than like 50. Yeah. Yeah. But probably even higher than that. It's going to um, be one of those guys you want to like wait on, but you're not able to, and then you got to pull the trigger. <laughs> yeah. And then what's interesting about Utah too, is they kept a lot of their veterans, you know, they kept Olenek, they kept Jordan Clarkson, they kept yeah. Rudy Gay even. So I thought I like, Olenek was gone. I thought he was moving somewhere. Yeah. Well, they wound happen. up moving Vanderbilt instead. And I, I like it. It's a, a, a good mix. You know, they've got a lot of young assets, but then they still got some quality vets that can hang around there and in case they want to try to contend this year, I, yeah. I think they've got a chance to, you know, at least buy one know. of those playing spots. And then, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe, way, maybe Olenek and uh, Kessler have a relationship or something, you know, like maybe yeah. something to work in there. We don't know. So, yeah. And of so, course, yeah. Laurie marketing has been their best player. He's been outstanding. So yeah. Yeah. that's a good, good team. You know, yep. like you yep. said, Angel's got a good thing going there. Yeah. No, I like what he's doing. All right, I'm going to go ahead and just read off the rest of the trades, um, you know, just pretty quickly here. I'll go through them. Any of the ones that we want to talk about, we can stop and discuss them. Sure. Um, a lot of smaller names, so the really small ones, I'm just going to kind of read and then just breeze on to the next. So right. um, Kessler Edwards and Cash went to the Kings. David Machino, if I'm even pronouncing that correctly, I'm not sure, <laughs> but he went to the Nets. Um, Dwayne Dedman. And a second round pick went to the Spurs for cash. And then Deadman was waived yep. by the Spurs. So not much of a deal there. Um, this one's kind of a big one. Josh Hart to the Knicks. That was a, uh, I think that was a huge trade, actually. Yeah. I, so Cam Reddish, Svee Mihailik, uh, Ryan um, Archie, Archie Diakono. Diakono. Yes, thank yep. you. Yep. And a protected <laughs> first round pick went to the Blazers. Um Svee Mihailik wound up getting rerouted, but I'll get to that in a little bit. Um, that's a pretty big trade. I mean, um, you know, Hart, I think, has a really good chance to start for the Knicks. Um, he's a really good rebounder. He's not, like, the greatest all-around fantasy player, but he's solid. Um, but he gets a lot of, like, out-of-position stats for a guard. Um, like I said, especially rebounds. Rebounds and a lot of, like, decent defensive stats. Yep. And you um, get a, a Villanova reunion. Yeah, I mean, uh, with Brunson. With Brunson, yep. Yeah, I, that's I, I a saw good a vid- fit. I saw a video today, actually, and it was Brunson. He was getting the news, like, on a phone, and he would start jumping up and down. Yeah, and, that's know, cool, and, so, and well-deserved. And that, that helps. I mean, not that Brunson has been bad this year or anything, but just add a guy that he's got chemistry with. and Exactly. It's just going to make him even better. Exactly. The and Knicks then, needed that. And then we've talked about Cam Reddish. He has upside, but I don't like him on the Blazers. I just think they have too many guys, you know, unless – we see that he's going to play 30 plus minutes. I just, I just don't see that happening with that team. Yeah. Um, I, honest, I honestly, weapons. I honestly, I picked him up on my team just to see first game. I just want to see what they do with him Cause I don't know what chance he's going to do with him. So we'll yeah. See. And that's fine. Uh, but I'm not sold. I mean, we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not touching anybody on Portland that isn't already owned. So I hate Portland. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. I don't, yeah. I don't know what they're trying to do. I heard a guy, this is a little off subject, but I heard a guy on a like a fantasy podcast, and this was no more than like three weeks ago. And his early season pick to win the West was Portland, and he was still sticking with it. He was like, "Yeah, wow. I still think they can win it." And I was like, "Well, bold strategy." I guess, I guess they could because any team could win the West right now, technically, right? But, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it's close. 
but I don't know why you would. There's nothing there in Portland. To even I'm play. not making that bet. That's for sure. Never, never. All right. <laughs> um, here's another big one. Jakob Pertl. And we thought, you know, there was a real good chance he was going to get moved. He did get moved. He went back to Toronto. So yeah. he's with the Raptors now. Uh, Ken Birch and multiple draft picks go to the Spurs. Um, I like it. I like it a lot for the Raptors. They didn't wind up trading anybody else. They wound up being buyers, not sellers. So, yeah, you know. I like it too. I like it a lot. Cause I, I was before the season started, I was actually rather high on Toronto. I thought they'd be a top six team in the East at least. And they've been underachieving, but, uh, they never, you see it cause I see the stuff from the betting standpoint, but they never yeah. had a big rebounding guy that their best, you know, it was Siakam most of the time yeah. getting most rebounds, but it was pretty spread out. There was, there was nobody um, consistently just anchoring that center position. Like even if you look at their roster, there's um, what centers do they have? And then Achua would pop in there, things like that. And, Achua, uh, Boucher, and those guys are going to take a hit in terms of value. But yeah, um, yeah. Pirtle's a great fit for them. He obviously played with them before. He knows their system. Yep. He's a really good fit in terms of his skill set you know, fitting in with the rest of those guys, he gives them exactly what they needed. So like you said, you know, a legit center who can rebound block shots and be a force inside. So, you know, the rest of those guys can kind of spread out, space the floor, play their game, you know, be up tempo. And then when they get in the half court, Pirtle's an option for him. So I like the fit, good trade. And for the Spurs, they're just, you know, they're obviously tanking. They are going into full sell mode. Um, I still, I've been saying for a while now that I just don't really trust anybody on their team. I think they're just going to kind of be tossing players in and out of the lineup. I think there's going to be a lot of rest nights for different guys. Um, Popovich does that anyways. So since they're not really competing, I'm not too sold on anybody. I know a lot of people are excited about Zach Collins. I just don't, I don't see his minutes going that much higher because again, I just think they're going to be tossing people in and out of the lineup they're going to be looking at different guys so i mean yeah. if he's out yeah. there go ahead and pick him up yeah but, i was gonna say i picked him up as well just to see how it pans out with and that's know, fine days or what, um, whatnot. yeah if you've got you know for anybody that has open roster spots and you're just looking to you know throw darts and just kind of you know see how these people look he's a perfect guy to just grab and give him a game or two and let's see how it goes but um, yeah, yeah I, I was just... going to say there were certain guys I was able to get rid of because of um, certain trades that happened today that I didn't feel they had any upside. So I was like, okay, I'm going to replace them with this guy that might be able to show me something here in the next week. And then yeah, if they do, and that's if the not, perfect that's the then... perfect approach to have on trade deadline day in fantasy. You know, like in fact, Achua is a guy that I dropped. Yep, and picked up Zach Collins for him. Yeah, that's a great yeah. move. Great yeah. move because you know there's just there's more upside with Collins and. Like you said, see what happens. If it doesn't work out, you just cut him, pick up somebody else, you stream, you do whatever you got to do. I was kind of shocked Pirtle actually ended up in Toronto, though. Like, I thought Toronto was going to be one of those sell teams. I thought, like, we heard things about OG, Ananobi, going, maybe yeah. being traded with a lot of rumors about that. And I don't know. They just they don't have that depth. But I guess they added an extra guy for a little bit of depth. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think Toronto's ready to sell off yet. You know, they won a championship a few years ago, and obviously they don't have Kawhi. They don't have Lowry anymore. But I think they've got the rest of their core, and they want to kind of keep that going. They're a bunch of young guys. You know, I think they feel like if they can find a couple more pieces, you know, and maybe start utilizing some of the guys that they have already, 
maybe a little bit more. Uh, maybe they got a chance to do something in the play in tournament. You know, we'll have to wait and see, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not, you know, what, as far as the Spurs go, like I said, they're going to have a bunch of guys in and out. Um, they have a bunch of guys that aren't healthy right now, um, but are trying to work their way back. So, you know, we'll see what happens, but just kind of keep an eye on all that. Um, I'm going to keep going here with the trades. Yes. We got uh, Thomas Bryant to the Denver Nuggets, uh, yeah. Devon Reed and three second round picks go to the Lakers. So uh, Thomas Bryant loses a lot of value here. He's going to back up uh, Jokic. So if there's ever a, a, a day where Jokic rests, then uh, Bryant would make a solid streamer. But beyond or if, that, or if Denver's playing a crappy team and they're going to blow him out, you can pick him up for some nice minutes there in the fourth true, quarter. True. Like that. Yeah. So. Or DFS. Yeah, exactly. That's a good, right. good call. Um, but otherwise, yep. That, that trade kind of speaks for itself. Uh, Mike Muscala to the Celtics, Justin Jackson and two second round picks go to the thunder. Uh, yeah, apparently Crowder, second round picks are like just Jesus like water. You just yeah, give them away. <laughs> you do. And they're yeah. they're good filler. <laughs> yeah. They they're you know just I hope one day I'm sweetener. worth I hope I'm worth five second round picks one day. But I'm gonna go on record as saying you are already. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I'd make that trade. <laughs> um Jay Crowder goes to the Bucks. This was long rumored. He got rerouted from Brooklyn to Milwaukee. Uh, two second round picks go to the Nets, and then George Hill uh Serge Ibaka and Jordan Nuora and three second round picks again more second rounders yep. um that all goes to the Pacers and then the Pacers announced that they waived Ibaka so yep. Ibaka might be done man he's just <laughs> I would I would think so he's been I... sitting around collecting a paycheck the last couple of years he's had a yep. great career I mean yep. when he was in his prime with the Thunder yep he was awesome for fantasy and that whole team yeah, that was such a great team. That went to it the was. That it year. was fun to watch. It was a. It was great for fantasy owning those guys. It was awesome. Yeah. Uh, this was a pretty big one here. Jalen McDaniel's to the 76ers. Uh, this is where Svi Mihailik got rerouted. Um, him and multiple second round picks went to the Hornets, and then Matisse Thybul went to the Blazers. So, um, again, kind of going back to the whole Cam Reddish thing. Thibel's role with Portland is one of the things that kind of gives me apprehension towards picking anybody up on their team. I just think a yeah. lot of those guys are going to wind up canceling each other out. Um, you know, but if you want to add any of these guys to just kind of wait and see what happens, that's cool. Uh, I think McDaniel's leaving Charlotte and we're going to talk about Charlotte in a little bit because yep. they made some other moves too. Um, but that opens some things up, you know, um, our buddy Pat, he was talking to me because he has Gordon Hayward yeah. and he was asking if Hayward is a potential drop. And I said, he is, but I think right now he's a strong hold because they still have Kelly Oubre out. Yep. Um, they have Cody Martin injured as well. So they're really thin now at the small forward spot. So I think right now they don't have a choice, but to play Gordon Hayward, as long as he's healthy, he didn't get traded himself. So he's pretty much all they have left. So I think, you know, that's just one of those play him while you have them and then just be prepared for if he gets hurt again, which seems inevitable, or if they just shut him down because they're tanking. We've talked about them at length. They, um, they don't have any uh, direction right now. They're just mm -hmm. kind of going through the motions here. They're clearly tanking. So uh, we'll get more into them in a little bit here. I'm going to keep going with the trades. I would say the Jay Crowder um, one's interesting, though. Um, like you said, we kind of knew about it, but 
you it wonder I don't know. They they needed that they needed that guy. Like we yeah. you always talk about the PJ Tuckers, the uh uh the Jay Crowders and whatnot. And Jay Crowder what went to the finals with Miami and Phoenix two years in a row, didn't yeah. finish last year. Yeah, he's a really so. good fit for them. And I think in terms of fantasy, he does have some short term value with Bobby Portis being out still. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of like him. Um, like I mentioned last week, I've actually been stashing him all season. I think I'm going to kind of wait and see how he looks. And if he's playing some minutes, I'll keep him. If the minutes look kind of spotty, I know they have a ton of guys on their perimeter now. So yeah. if the minutes are kind of spotty, if the production's a little, you know, inconsistent, I'll probably just cut him. But, you know, we'll kind of wait and see what happens there. Um, here's a big one for us Pistons fans. <laughs> Pistons wound up getting James Weissman from the Warriors. They sent Sadiq Bay to the Hawks. Gary Payton II goes back to the Warriors. Yep. And then five second round picks go to Portland. So that's a big trade. And that's a really good trade, I think, for everybody. It's a good trade. You know, Sadiq Bay gives the Hawks some depth, which they they clearly need. Um Sadiq Bay is kind of like what they wanted Cam Resch to be, I feel like. Exactly. <laughs> kind of like a, a fill in there. So Exactly. And a cheaper version too. I mean, they don't have yeah. to worry. You know, he's still on his rookie contract. So that's a good solid value pick right there. Yeah. Um, we've talked about Gary Payton a second. He's a really good, you know, he was really big for the Warriors last year. We were talking about how they needed to get somebody to replace some of those guys from last season. They went ahead and just got back one of those guys. So that's a yeah. really good move for them. Obviously, for the Blazers, you can't argue getting all those picks. And for the Pistons, you know, we had a big text, you know, thread going today and a lot of mixed emotions on it. I like the trade. I think it's a good trade. You know, why not take a flyer on a, you know, former second overall pick? And yeah, I mean, the Pistons have a lot of big guys, but it sounds like they're going to give Weissman a look. It sounds like they're going to start him. Yeah. It sounds like they're going to play him and they're going to see what he's got. You know, and he's another guy. He's on his rookie contract still. They've got him this year and next year. He'll be easy to trade if they decide they don't want to hang on to him. He's got a ton of value still. They can easily turn around and flip him in the offseason. So yeah. I'm fine with it. You know, Sadiq Bay, I think he kind of is who he is. He's a good scorer, but he's not a guy that you're going to, like, pay franchise money to and say be our savior. Mm -hmm. And that's where they would have had to have been with him. So, yeah, no, I like the trade, you know, go out and get a guy that has value that you can take a look at these last, you know, couple months of the season and yeah, then go from there. No, I completely agree. I, I think it was a great move. I don't know what you're going to do with Sadiq Bay. He's not going to be a, a, a fixture of your organization. I don't think so. No, he already uh, lost a starting spot on the Pistons. So, I yep. mean, the writing was kind of on the wall, you know, they're and I think it, it Similar to like getting rid of Jeremy Grant and him uh, going to Portland and thing, he just he just we're gonna work around him. You got to build younger and and things like that. Correct. And then also, uh, man, where was I going with this? Center wise, oh Marvin Bagley. I mean they, Marvin Bagley was kind of down and out, and we brought him in. And before he got injured, he was looking somewhat resurrected there for a while. So yeah. I mean, maybe that happens with a with a Weissman. So yep, for sure. Uh, your boy Bones Highland. Yeah, yeah. To the I'm Clippers. Very, I'm pretty happy about that one. <laughs> Real good pickup. Real good pickup. The, and okay. 
Yeah, with, I know at the end we'll get here and we'll probably say who won and lost these, but I'll, right away I picked the Clippers to win the West. I'm holding with it, and I think the moves. I yeah. think they won the trade deadline. Honestly, yeah. So. When they get Westbrook, that will uh, solidify their backcourt. Yeah, and uh, they kept Robert Covington, which is you know he was a guy. He was one of the stashes that I brought up last week. He's a drop at this point, I think, until we see any shot at at more minutes. But I I don't know that that's going to be there for him. But I just I like their team. I like their depth. And now, you know, they got that, you know, backcourt punch that they've been lacking. So they they made so many great moves today that like they almost they have a whole second unit, basically. Yeah. They that they have that much depth now, and that second unit can go out and win games. Like they're yep. that good. So Yep. Um, so and we'll get to some of those here in a second. Um yeah. two second round picks went to the Nuggets in the Bones trade. Yep. So, uh, and yeah. I also know Bones, he was having some issues, I think, with Michael Malone or something I heard. The last... He wasn't playing. Even the other night, you know, they said yeah. all their starters and they still didn't play Bones. That was exactly. kind of, that was yeah, very so... telling, you yep. know, right there... before the trade deadline. Yeah, there was something going the on there. was on the wall there for sure. Yeah. So I think, because, yeah, now when you look at Denver, the oh, they got rid of him and they got, uh... oh, we just talked about it. Who the heck did they gain? Uh, I missed it in the beginning of the trades. I'm going blank right now. But I am too. They picked up one one big guy. Thomas Bryant. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thomas yes. Bryant. Yep. <laughs> uh let's keep it going here. Garrison Matthews and Bruno Fernando go back to the Hawks. Uh Justin Holiday, Frank Kaminsky, and two second round picks go to Houston. Man, so just dumping money. Right? That's exactly yeah. cap clearing. Yeah. Uh Mo Bamba, we talked about him. We had a really good feeling that he was gonna get traded, and he did. He went to the Lakers. So Lakers get a couple of different big guys. Uh, Patrick Beverly to Orlando. <laughs> I don't see that sticking. I think that was. Did you see um, him tweet earlier today? He, I did not. He, he sent out a, so D'Angelo Russell went back to the Lakers. Yeah. So he tweeted. He goes, "The gang's back together," <laughs> and then he gets <laughs> traded like an hour later. <laughs> it's Poor fantastic. Guy. Yeah. He. Um. I remember he got excited when he got traded a couple years ago to Memphis. <laughs> and he was saying like grit and grind, you know, a perfect fit. And then they rerouted him to Minnesota. Yeah. Like right after that. Yeah. So yeah, he just, he's, he's getting bounced around. He's a good player though. And I think Orlando will probably wind up buying him out and he'll, he'll be a guy that, you know, he, he could fit on any team, any of those, you know, contenders, I think we'll look at him. He'd be a yeah. good fit for Phoenix. Yeah. One, you know what, speaking of Phoenix, one thing I forgot to mention was Mikael Bridges. I feel for that guy. He, uh, I, he was basically not the heart and soul of Phoenix, but he with them for their basic, defense. He was yeah, and and basically this year they're only where they're at this year because of him. If I he agree. Wasn't there, um, they're not in this position to go out and go. I get completely Durant and agree. Do what they're doing completely so it kind agree. of yeah. So I I he's one of my favorite players. I love him. I Same. think he's great. Um, two way player and all. I that love him stuff. too. Um, but yeah, just. Had to mention, I forgot to talk about that when we were talking about Durant. I will that, say this so. though: there are two things working for him in his favor. Uh, first of all, he goes back to the East Coast where yep. he's from, so I think he'll appreciate that. And this is his time to kind of shine. This is his time to kind of be one of the main guys. I mean, they have Ben Simmons, but he's obviously not a scorer. So this is a chance for Bridges to really show off that side of his game. <laughs> I mean, we know what what, a, what he can do on the defensive end. I just realized no. we, we mentioned like five Villanova guys within like <laughs> 30 minutes. But It's been a big day for Villanova. Yeah, it has. 
Um, where did I leave off here? Lost my spot. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Mason Plumley to the Clippers. Yeah. Yes, and that's... Reggie Jackson to the Hornets, and then he is being bought out by the Hornets. So Reggie Jackson's going to be on the you know buyout market. So he'll be another one of those guys. It's, it's such a huge pickup because um, I watch a lot of the Clippers, and I don't know where how I became a Clippers fan. It just happened, but um. Uh, Zubox. Zubox is one of those guys that fifty uh, percent of the game he gets in really bad foul trouble, and the yeah. other half he's okay. And if you have a Plumley, Plumley is basically Zubox two point It's just yep. another Zubox. So if Zubox gets in foul trouble, all of a sudden Plumley comes in, and vice versa. Whatever you got to do. So Plumley's a really good playmaker too. He's an underrated passer for a big man. Yes, and he is. he'll fit in really nicely with that second unit. So that's a good pickup. And speaking of the Clippers, they also went out and got Eric Gordon back. That's a really good pick for them, too. Uh, they got Gordon and three second-round picks. Um, Danny Green, John Wall, and a pick swap went to Houston. And Luke Kennard went to the Grizzlies. So that's a good trade for all those teams. Uh, the Rockets are going to wave John Wall. <laughs> probably Obviously. because they're a trash beyond trash organization <laughs> and i mean he was there before and that wasn't a good fit at all so yeah that was that interview came out and they're like i, I can't remember well, who did that interview i don't remember it just came out recently and they're like tell me about your experience with houston he's like it's trash beyond trash and <laughs> yeah. then he gets traded back to houston i love it I absolutely love it Full well circle. They, it, they're gonna wave him though and then i'm sure yeah, danny green, certainly <laughs> danny green's gonna get bought out or waved too i'm sure so um yeah no it's just a cap clearing move you know we talked about how they needed to move eric gordon um you know those young guys now kj martin tyrese and this is their time to shine i love both of those guys in fantasy i mean i've talked at length about Tyrese and I love that guy and I'm hoping this is finally the you know yeah no he's done a lot of great stuff I'm actually kind of Houston didn't really move anybody out of the way for him though which was kind of interesting although he's making his own moves himself but I thought he'd get a little bit of help today well I think Gordon being out of there is going to clear up some playing time Uh, it, it opens up the starting small forward spot um you know I think Martin probably gets the uh the starting spot for now, but we'll have to see, you know, either way, I think both of those guys will get enough minutes to have fantasy value. So I like it. Um, Devonte Graham and four second round picks to the Spurs for Josh Richardson. Richardson goes to the Pelicans. That's an interesting trade because uh, the Spurs, like we said, they have a lot of injuries right now. Their starting point guard, Trey Jones, he's day to day. Still, he's had a foot injury. He is questionable for tomorrow's matchup, February 10th, at the Pistons. So that's a tank fest right there. Um, But yeah, if he can't go, I mean, I don't know how soon these guys that just got dealt can pass physicals and get ready to play. Yeah. Um, The Spurs, man, they're going to be pretty picked over (laughs) tomorrow night. So definitely, you know, anybody playing DFS or anybody streaming in season-long leagues, um I don't know that I would touch them for betting, but I'll let you make that call. <laughs> it's a, who did you say they were playing tomorrow? Per, uh, Spurs and Pistons. Spurs and Pistons. At yeah. Detroit. Yeah, I think that's a That's a, a scary great, game right it's, there. It's a great game to take Pistons because they usually will play that, that whole game or, or more of it, I would assume. More minutes yeah. than they usually do. Yeah, um, and I don't know that Weissman's going to be ready for it. I mean, we'll have to see. It's you know. a... 
that the one consistent guy as far as betting concern that you want is Jalen Duran rebounds. He's yeah. even points sometimes now points rebounds combos. He's been great. And so that's probably somebody guy I look at tomorrow. Yeah. And then the last trade was Darius Baisley to the Suns. So that's a solid pickup athletic guy. You know, he'll help off the bench. And uh, Dario Saric in a second round pick went to the Thunder. And I actually think Saric has kind of some sneaky value with the Thunder. You know, I'm not a real big fan of the Thunder because I just don't trust them. You know, we know about their late season shenanigans. But Mm -hmm. as we said, they're a more competitive team this year than they've been. So, um, but either way, I think with all their injuries that they have right now, you know, Pokushevsky's still out. Um, uh, what's his name? Jeremiah Robinson Earl. He's still out, so they don't have a lot of big guys. And uh, Dort is out too, right? Yeah, not, Dort's not still out. Guys, but... Yeah, Dort's still out. So, I mean, we mentioned last week that uh, Kendrick Williams has been playing more minutes, and he's been playing pretty well. Um, but I like Sarich too. I think he could have some sneaky value there. He might be a guy worth streaming. You know, maybe looking at for DFS and, and otherwise maybe just adding to your watch list and just kind of keeping an eye on that. So, yep. um, did we want to get into some news here a little bit? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Uh, we'll go scream uh, kind of... that a little too loud. <laughs> <laughs> We're just excited. You know, today's a big day. I'm looking at the depth chart of the LA Clippers and it's really getting me excited. I don't know. It's just, uh... <laughs> it's making your pick I'm, look I'm... that much better. So. I, I'll just do it right now. So I'll, I'll, I said it earlier, the Clippers, I think, just won this thing, um, this trade deadline thing, just based on who they picked up and what their second – like their second unit right now is Bones Highland, Eric Gordon, Norman Powell, Nicholas Batum, and Mason Plumley. That's a good enough team. Don't forget about Covington. And Covington. Yeah, he's like third now right now. Yeah, he's like <laughs> third string. But, I mean, yes. they could play him at any time. And he's, exactly. he's so versatile. Yeah, that's a – Good squad, good rotation. You still got, they still have Amir Coffee who can come in. He, mm-hmm. he started a bunch last year. I was like, going to mention him. Uh, yeah, it's just that enough. Those twelve guys enough that yep. they perform. And we talked about them using their. Everybody gives them crap about their injury management and resting guys, resting guys, resting guys. Well, guess what? Myself now included. Rest, now they rested all these guys, and they finally made moves here, so you can still rest these guys and have these this really full depth team and make a large push into the playoffs and i i just don't see why they can't go like there's other teams you know denver's great and uh, phoenix is going to be tough now yeah and, uh, it makes the dallas trade not doesn't make dallas look like they're that good to come out of the west or anything now with all the other moves that have made but i think it's you know clippers denver and uh as i just mentioned <laughs> i'm just going blank again as i'm getting too excited and talking too quick uh phoenix yeah for sure. So I, and, I think and, it's those three teams now. And if they get if the Clippers get Westbrook, that's gonna oh be God. an even better oh fit God. because <laughs> he's not gonna mind if those guys take a game or two off so that he can Fresh you know, milk. Exactly. No. Fresh milk. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's you know, he wants the ball in his hands, he wants all that usage, and you know, he'll just rack up triple doubles and he'll have a blast going out there and putting up twenty plus shots a game and you know, so anytime that Kawhi and PG want to take a night off, he won't have a problem with that. So yeah, it's really it's interesting because all these trades, I, I think you see all these teams that didn't make trades. Um, Sacramento being one of them. We didn't hear Sacramento today, and no. they're just they were just skating in that number three spot right now in the West. I they're gonna drop. They're gonna so drop because teams like the Mavs, the Suns, the Clippers are gonna pass them up. 
and even the Grizzlies didn't really do anything. And I, I don't have much faith in them. I think the Grizzlies and Kings fall out of the top five, six spots easily. Maybe, but again, we need to kind of see now what happens with the buyouts and you know some of the True. free agents that emerge, and that's where those teams can say, "Hey, look, you know, we didn't make any moves, but now we can go out and sign these guys for the rest of the season for the minimum." Yep. And, you know, fill an empty roster spot or just, you know, wave the last guy on their, on their roster. So, yeah, it's still to be seen, but yeah. yeah. So it, and that will instantly make them better. So, um, yeah, in terms of news, uh, I think we need to start with Steph Curry. Yep. He, uh, has a partially torn, uh, left. Whoa. What did I put in my notes here? I wrote left, left. (laughs) Yeah. What does he have? He's got, uh, his, uh, left leg. His left leg is partially torn. So, <laughs> I didn't know it was that general. <laughs> I was yeah. like, well, it was his leg, but yeah. <laughs> it's his leg. It's, you know, it's like a, they they said it's like the lower part of his leg and they list all like the different specific, you know, parts, the ligaments and the membrane and all that stuff. I'm not yeah, going to get into yeah. that. I'm no doctor in case you can't tell. Uh, what I can and tell Doc you is Rivers that some days. <laughs> yeah, that's about as close as I get. Fresh milk. <laughs> um what I can tell you is that he's being reevaluated after the all-star break. So he shut down, you know, until, you know, after next week. So he'll just be able to kind of sit and rest and, you know, they'll look and see if they can bring him back after, after that point. So, um, yeah. so yeah, we'll just, you know, kind of see. And, and like we said, you know, Gary Payton, the second is going back there. So yep. he'll help that much more with Curry out right now. And he knows their team, obviously. He knows their system. So that'll be a really good fit. He'll really help them. Um, Devin Booker came back. He had that left groin strain. Um, He returned February 7th. He had 19 points, six assists, four rebounds, and two triples. Um, But he is, unfortunately, going to be out tonight, February 9th, uh, the first game of a back-to-back. So he is expected to play in tomorrow's game, the 10th. Uh, but he will be out tonight. So, um, yeah, there's the things report. there's things to look at in that game for betting too, because now your your main guys are eight yeah. and Chris Paul obviously without Bridges too. And um, yep, uh, I like Tory Craig rebounds tonight. Yep, I picked up Tory Craig. I'm streaming him. Um, who else did I stream on their team? I streamed uh, Lee. Yeah, yep. Damian Lee. So yeah, they're they're super light right now you know with everybody that they traded away and then like we said with no booker um no durant obviously and even guys like right now cameron Payne's still out uh yep. landry shamit still out so they're super thin especially in the backcourt so yep yeah um but yeah when they're all back they'll be a <laughs> force to be reckoned with here no question uh, Jalen Brown had a bad facial fracture and now he's out until at least after the all-star break. So he's going to miss the all-star game. Uh, that injury did not look good. Hopefully he can get back pretty soon after all-star, but, um, you know, they're going to be really careful with him. Uh, and then just a couple updates here. We talked about, uh, Yusuf Nurkic last week. He's got the strain left calf. Um, he was being listed day to day last week, but now they've shut him down uh, through All Star break. So hopefully this time off will help him to be able to come back and you know 
finish the season strong, the regular season and make a playoff push. You know, Portland's obviously going to need him. They didn't, they obviously didn't trade him. They didn't trade anybody else. So they're going to just kind of go with what they've got. And, um, but he's a big part of their team literally and figuratively. So, um, yeah, hopefully he can come back and finish strong and, you know, he should be good for fantasy as long as he's healthy. So we just got to hope that when he does come back, he can stay back finally and not have to miss any more time. Speaking of missing time, um, our old pal, Kyle Lowry, he has uh, left knee From, soreness. Where did he go to school? <laughs> nice. Yep. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Man. Maybe that needs to be the title. Villanova. Yeah. Just Villanova or something with Villanova. Head. I don't know. Again, yeah. I'll let you make that call. But um, Lowry's being reevaluated. <laughs> and banned. Um, Lowry is being reevaluated in one week. So. Um, there's a chance that they might just shut him down through all-star break. You know, we'll have to see. He he basically shut himself down this year anyway. So exactly <laughs> with yep. his production, he's been yep. awful. We've talked about him and another guy we've talked about every single week, Kevin Porter jr. The left foot contusion. No, man, no. <laughs> he remains day to day. I don't know why they don't just say week to week at this point, because it's been like two months. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. They just keep saying he's out. I was so. gonna say that uh oh we had a, a personal text too of string going and uh Shmita who provided that No sweet, man, no yeah, that awesome drop <laughs> right there. Um he went off about all these game time decisions and stuff and on his fantasy team and I totally feel it because I mean things like uh, like Joel Embiid. He's been a game time decision every night for like three weeks. Yeah, he's or like everybody every, on the Lakers. Yeah, he's played every day. And the Miami I mean, Heat. Yeah, it's just and the Clippers. It's insane. It makes it really hard to set your lineups and things like that. So it's a huge pain in the ass. You know, it's the yeah. one downside to fantasy. It it's really it's the thing that's kind of like decreased fantasy's popularity. You know, um, between that and the emergence of all the betting. Uh, and we've talked about that. We'll talk about that more in the off season too. Um, that's yep. a really good conversation that we will definitely um, pick back up. Um, and then I've got my list of day to days that I can just rattle off real quick. Sure. Uh, so we'll do that. Anybody you want to talk about, we can fire away here, but otherwise I'll just go through name by name. No, I just uh, want to mention Nick Claxton is out today and that just screwed my bet for tonight. Cause... Yeah, that was a tough one. So besides Claxton, we have uh, Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell, LeBron James, DeMar DeRozan, OG Ananobi, uh, Darius Garland, Robert Williams III, Jamal Murray, Rudy Gobert, Al Horford, Kyle Anderson, Trey Jones, who we mentioned, Kyle Kuzma, Victor Oladipo, Monte Morris, and Jeremy Sohan. Those guys are all day-to-day questionable for the next games. Just kind of keep an eye on them. Um, Hopefully most of those guys will be back in the lineup shortly. Yeah, I know Jamal Murray's not in tonight, so yeah. unless Thursday. Um, Joe Angles is out today, too, which is yeah. interesting. But, uh, yeah, no, there's, I don't think there's anybody, really, and I think we're running out of time anyway. So. Okay, and then <laughs> I've just got a few ads real quick I just want to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. And okay. Let's go ahead and start with Cam Thomas. Let's give him his flowers here. He's been an absolute stud. He has um, scored th- – over 40 points, three straight games. 
I'm going to go ahead and read his lines here real quick. Uh, going back to February 4th against Washington, he had 44 points, five boards, five assists, and four triples. Um, February 6th against the Clippers, he had 47 points, four rebounds, three assists, and seven three-pointers. And the next day against Phoenix, he had 43 points, five boards, three assists, a steal, a block, and three threes. He's been an absolute stud. Anybody who picked him up, congratulations. I don't know if it's going to last because once they have their full lineup, like we said, they're going to have Bridges in there. They're going to have Cam Johnson in there. Um, they're going to have Spencer Dinwiddie in there. They've still got Ben Simmons. They still have Royce O'Neal. He was a guy that was drawing a lot of trade interests. Um, mm -hmm. He didn't get moved. Um, they picked up Dorian Finney-Smith. He's in the lineup. Um, they're going to be getting Seth Curry back. He's injured right now. He's got a thigh issue, um, but he should be back. Hopefully, you know, definitely by after all-star break, hopefully. So um, they just have a lot of bodies in that backcourt. You know, they've got um, Joe Harris still um, just a ton of guys, Patty Mills. So yeah, man, I'm not super sold that Cam Thomas is, streak here is going to last but for now like we said just ride him until the wheels fall off that's all you can do yeah no it'll, it'll be interesting he's he was actually rather efficient in those games too if i remember i thought he was shooting like 50 percent or something maybe uh, i'm a little off but let's see he... and maybe that maybe no that yeah helps. you're right um 60 70 percent from the field um that first game february 4th he was 52% from the field against the Clippers on the 6th, and he was 48% yeah. from the field against Phoenix on the 7th. So, yeah, yeah I, great I, shooting. I, I saw a lot of guys, um, not a lot of guys, but there are a few people on Twitter that took him, you know, like over 30 points or something the first day, just based on who was out or whatever, just some yeah. random. And, and then the books didn't adjust for the next day, and then mm -hmm. people still got some crazy parlays for yeah. over 30 the second day. And then the third day, it was like minus 100. They yeah, that's crap a great, so. <laughs> that was a great move. Great move, great call. But yeah. um, the guy that I am most excited about in terms of fantasy, as far as pickups go, is Mark Williams. He's the center for yep. Charlotte. And yep. we didn't have him listed on our list of stashes, but we have talked about him because we've been saying how Charlotte was probably going to trade a bunch of their vets. They have a bunch of young big guys that they're going to be playing. We knew that they were going to probably trade Plumlee and open up some more playing time for those young guys. And Mark Williams is like the big name of that group. So he's the guy that I expect will start. I think that he'll get minutes in the upper 20s, maybe even in the 30s. And I think he's going to be awesome. You know, he's a really good rebounder, shot blocker, uh, pretty typical big man. So he's a guy I'm really excited about. And then the last name I just wanted to mention real quick is Gabe Vincent. Obviously, with Lowry out, as long as he's out, I think Gabe Vincent's the perfect guy to pick up and just hang on to and see how that situation unfolds. Yeah, I've seen people say they think even – if Lowry came back healthy, he'd be replaced by Gabe Vincent. So definitely so got to look at. Yeah. So anyways, we thank everybody for listening to Menace Podman. You can listen to the Picks Podcast only Monday through Friday now. I cut the weekend out. Those will be on Twitter. And you can find us on Twitter at Menace Podman. I think iTunes, Spotify. Everybody that lets us share a podcast. Um, please a review, a review for us, a message, support our podcast if you like what you hear. And talk to you next week. Thanks, Scott. 
name is Parman.